Good morning, everyone, and what, what an exciting time to be with you. Um, first of all, I want to say I couldn't be happier to be up here with my friend Paul, um, and, and I mean that sincerely. Up here, as you know, uh, relationships are important. They mean something, um, and Paul is someone, it, he, is a, he is a trusted colleague on the House floor. He is sneaky smart on policy, and I go to him for an awful lot. Most importantly, he's one of the most decent people I've had the pleasure of meeting, and I'm proud to call him a friend, so I'm glad, I'm glad to be up here with you. So this has been a really interesting year. Um, it, as uh, Ralph said, it almost made up for the Georgia-Alabama football game, um, and I'm, I'm, having, I'm having to just take my, take my little bits of happiness from it. But anyway, bottom line, we've got a lot going on up here. Um, I'm honored to serve the conference as the Chief Deputy Whip. Um, really have a, a wonderful relationship uh, with Whip Scalise and, and that team. And we, we, are, we are in there every single day. We'll get some of what we do there. Being on Ways and Means has been a real honor. Uh, I feel like I'm back in graduate school right now trying to learn everything. Um, but what I like about where we are right now <clears throat> is that we're getting a chance, both in our committees and, and also in, in, from a leadership perspective, we're getting a chance to look ahead as to what our party is going to look like and what we're going to be able to talk about over the next few years. Um, right now, when you're in the minority, um, you know, it's, our, our job is to go be in the majority. And so every decision that we make has an intentional consequence about us trying to get back into the majority. Because I, for one, believe that the principles and, and, and the way that we operate as Republicans are what's best for this country. And I, it is mind-boggling to me that we are now, we're no longer having a discussion about Republicans and Democrats. We're having a discussion about America and socialism and communism. And so now we've got to have a little sharper edge. Our hammer's got to be a little tougher. We've got to have a little bit more of a fight because you see where this is going. You see where um, the Democratic Party or the Socialist Party now is, is moving. And so what we do on the whip team right now is that we every single day find a way to split, divide, and then hopefully conquer the Socialist Party so that we can restore what's right for America. Listen, no matter what you say, America is great because we have individual freedoms and we have the, we have the ability to think and to imagine, and we can imagine things that we can then make come true. That happens only in America. And it's really remarkable. And so when I see everything that the socialists are doing right now, it is about, it is about constricting that freedom, and it is about limiting our access to creativity and continuing to advance the American dream. So just know, and we'll get into some of the specifics of this, we are in the business every day of absolutely breaking the will of the Socialist Party in America. And we are going to stand strong, and we will not let off of that. One of the things I'm happy about is I serve the House Armed Services and Transportation Infrastructure. I say that because we may have, and I stress may, have the ability to get some things done. I think we'll get an NDAA done, that's been done for 58 years. Uh, that's bipartisan, because I don't believe any of the other committees are really gonna get anything done that has any hope of being bipartisan this year the 2020 election started, let's be honest about it. And with that is all the political posturing. So I, I'm happy to be doing both of those. The other role I've taken on is, uh, is, is leading the uh, Republican Study Committee Action Team, the, the group that will message on one of the joys of the, the joys of the Democrat bills, 
and more importantly is talk about what we're for. I think we have to be careful that we don't so much just vote no, we've talked about it, but we also talk about what it is that's going to, what we see the future being. We're for this, that's why we're against this. We're for, for example, helping people vote and, and making sure that everyone eligible to vote votes. We're against the idea of taking uh, voter registration off state the license list and ID list say so you automatically can vote. We, we, need to, we need to have that image of what we are for in order to avoid just appearing as if all you do is complain. And one thing I agree with him on, I posted last week a little chart about the tax rates, the value-added tax rates, the gas tax, and a bunch of these Nirvana Democrat socialist countries. Just posted that up, said the future is, this was the future the Democratic Party sees. As of yesterday, it had 97,000 reactions to it. Almost 3,000 shares. Just posted it up. The American people are saying, wait a minute, we didn't elect anybody to create a whole new culture here. So I, I, you think about it as you talk, as we talk about it, is we may disagree on policy, Republicans or Democrats. When you start talking about going to being the next uh, you know, Germany or Belgium, I don't think anybody bargained for that. Clearly, the response I'm getting is absolutely not. So I, I feel a little bit like Jekyll and Hyde sometimes because as chief deputy whip, I take a pretty visceral response to, to, to our duties to go out and take the majority back. But I also have a real sense of responsibility as a member of the Ways and Means Committee to actually find ways to work with, with moderates on the other side to try to get good legislation passed. Um, you know, we... I would, I would much prefer to be engaged in real policy discussion, moving the ball forward, doing policy that, that really truly helps the country. Think about what we've got going on right now, just in our near future. We are going to have a real discussion about prescription drug pricing, okay? Wherever that leads. What I don't want us to do is to go down a rabbit hole that we can't get out of. I want us to have a real discussion about how we actually begin to change the cost of health care in this country the right way. Let me add something to that. Uh, my spouse is just in London, and I've got some clips. I've got a, anybody wants it. There's a reality show in London that's all about health care in the UK. They have their own reality show. It's that bad. And one of the clips is this woman uh, falls down, breaks her hip, and she's on the sidewalk for over two hours to get an ambulance. I'll send the clip, but when you start talking about socialized health, what they're talking about, socialized health care, you actually have the UK's health care system is so challenged that people call an ambulance to go to the hospital because they can't get an appointment with a GP because the appointments are so backed up. Now, this is one of the bastions they hold out as the answer to health care for everyone. I mean, there's this image that's painted out there by some of the far left that the world, you know, we had a hearing the other day on, on nuclear power. Ask. And a couple of people that were called to testify, I want to start by singing, you know, I'd like to teach the world to sing. <laughs> I mean, great idea, sells coke, but it sure as well doesn't protect our world here. So another big item that we've got to figure out, and I think this will be probably from, um, from my perspective, probably Paul's perspective as well, probably the most challenging thing that we'll ever do as members of the WIP team is going to be to WIP the USMCA. Um, this is a really, really big and really, really important piece of legislation that, and that we're, that we're going to be engaged in. We're already working very, very hard on it. Um, every district in the country is going to find something to love about this deal, and every district is going to find something that they don't like about it. 
And we're going to have to work extremely hard with Republicans and Democrats to pull this thing across the line. It's really important that we do because it sets the table for continued negotiations with our friends and trading partners in Japan and then the, the partners in the European Union. That, I think, gets us to the point that we can continue to do what we need to to correct the, the, the behavior of China. And I think if we do that, then we have, if you look at everything else that we've done, if we get these trade deals done, then I think we've got sustainability in our economy for an extended period of time, maybe even a generation. And if we can do that, then we can be intentional about fixing some of the real fundamental and structural problems in the country related to federal spending. It's, it's a big task. Uh, we met, the RSC met with the president for an hour and a half this week, and part of the discussion was about USMCA and trying to reinforce that we need to pitch USMCA as your choice, USMCA or stay with NAFTA. USMCA is a significant improvement over NAFTA. It may not be perfect in everybody's eyes, but the question is, is it better? And that's, the, that's what we need to keep selling, because it is. Is in my district, I think it is in most districts. Uh, continuing to sell that, that theme and, and give examples of that would be our responsibility. Literally, like we did with tax reform, tax reform literally district by district, we had data of what it would do in taxes. Uh, what, for example, what the salt deductions were on average in my dish. What the, we, we had all that data. We're going to need similar kinds of examples, and we're going to have to generate those to the whip team so that people can go home and say, this is why it's better for my constituents. Uh, one of the things we're also doing is allowing the Democrats to work on getting out ahead of it so that, frankly, uh, Nancy doesn't appear like she's being boxed in because she's got to deal with the far left corner of the world. You know, And uh, anytime that happens... Now, you hear about the one of the meetings they had that uh, someone was exchanging pleasantries or their, their opinion with Nancy. She got so frustrated. She said, well, if you're not going to listen to me, she put the mic down and walked out. I mean, that's how, that's how difficult that world is right I now. Think that, I think that was a meeting Jim went to. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Jim, we can, we can get you staff to make sure you don't go in the wrong place. Uh, you don't want to be in there, I don't think. That's, that's uh, quite a place.